0: You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for Christian women who are ready to write their first book, and then more, so they can guide their readers into spiritual freedom while guiding their own families into financial freedom. I'm Nika Maples, and I provide the top-tier solution to help upcoming Christian authors just like you by giving you practical actions that you can take today. So let's jump into episode 94, Create a Weekly Results Plan. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes in this series, please go back and do so before beginning to play this one. You'll need to spend some time with episode 92, Plan a Productive Writing Year, and episode 93, Create a Belief Plan. Before you learn the principles, I'm going to teach you in this episode. Most people want to begin with this one, though. When we start a new year, we want to get right to the action. Well, let me ask you, how's that been working for you? My guess is it hasn't been working well, or at least it's not been working consistently well. The year overview that you'll do in episode 92 and the belief plan that you'll create in episode 93 are foundational work that makes the result plan possible. This episode is where the action really happens. It's the how, but the how is only possible if the why and the who are in place. You have to have that year overview to know why you want to take action and create results every week. And you also have to have that belief plan in order to become the person who can create those results consistently. If you don't believe in faith that an action will eventually work, it just won't. It's that simple. What is the biblical perspective on action, on creating a weekly results plan? Well, we find it in James 2, verses 14 through 20. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't even give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and it's useless. Now someone may argue, some people have faith and others have good deeds, but I say how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds i'll show you my faith by my good deeds you say you have faith for you believe that there is one god and good for you even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror how foolish can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless don't you remember that our ancestor abraham was shown to be right with god by his actions when he offered his son, Isaac on the altar, you see his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened. Just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions as she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. As always, we want to keep this biblical passage in context. James is talking to members of the church who were saying that they were Christians but not acting like it. They were professing their faith but not living by it. I might add here that the entire book of James is action based. So if you are really looking for some motivation that will get you on the move, read the book of James. We can apply the principles in this passage when creating a weekly results plan. Some of my clients tell me, but I'm creating my monthly belief plan and I'm believing so hard for new things. I just don't see the results. Here's what I know. When there are no results linked to the beliefs, they aren't believing it. The results are created by actions that come from our beliefs. The beliefs by themselves just don't do it. So believe something new and then connect it, link it to actions in your weekly results plan. How do we do it? Well, let's eavesdrop once again on one of the group coaching sessions that I offer inside the Keep Writing course so that you can see how I'm teaching my clients to create massive results for themselves week by week. I want to be absolutely clear with you to make sure you understand the difference between a result goal and just any other kind of goal. So I already had decided I have made a huge goal for myself that I want to record 500 hours of writing time in 2022, 500 hours of of writing time in 2022. Well, if I want to do 500 hours of writing time, I can even divide that out and say how much do I have to do per month and how much do I have to do per week? If I want to log 500 hours of writing time, I can divide that out. But that's a habit goal. It's not a result goal. I want a habit of 500 hours. So I'm going to have to do about 10 hours a week of writing time. But that's not creating something that's only logging things off. The question I had to ask right now, myself and the Lord was, what am I going to create with those 500 hours? What am I going to create? And I wrote down three different writing projects and the different stages. Like one of them is finished already. I just need to publish it. One of them, I tweak it and then publish it. One is halfway, I need to finish it. And the other one hasn't even been started and I need to write it. So that's what I'm going to create. These three books next year. That's my results outcome is that I want these three books published. Here's the thing. If I just put out into the ether that I'm going to create the result of three new books I am not going to do that if I do not measure out how I'm going to do it. So next, I want you to divide up those results. So this was a double check. If you accidentally wrote down a habit goal, I want you to switch it to a results goal. What is the result that you're going to create? What is the tangible thing that you're going to create? in 2022, hopefully in your writing career is what we're talking about here. You can have results in personal things, but I'm specifically asking you about your writing career. I'm gonna give you five minutes again. This time you're gonna divide up, maybe you wanna divide it in quarters. You know, January through March, you can create something. April through June, you can create something. July through uh, September, you can create something. And different parts of it, maybe you wanna divide it up in quarters. Or maybe you wanna divide it up by months. I'm gonna create this in January, then this, then the. in order to, to have the finished result in a year, be these things that you've written down or this thing that you've written down. Like for instance, if it was one book that you wanted to create, you might say, I'm gonna write 50,000 words in one year. You would divide that by quarter. So you could divide it by months. You divide it by weeks and say, I'm gonna write this many words a week. You, right now, I, you, you probably don't even need five minutes for this, but take the time to divide out what you need to create in increments in order to get this result. Okay, so at, now that we have it divided out, like this is what you're gonna to have to do per quarter or per month, or even per week in order to create that result in one year, it gives you some valuable information. Now, when when we were on that little break, I happened to check the chat and I saw what Cindy wrote. She wrote, Nika, I've been listening to your audio chapters last night when I was wide awake at 1 a.m. You put me to sleep. Thank you. So, you know, Cindy, there are two ways to think of that. One, I could be like, I put you to sleep. <laughs> well, I know that you meant that it was calming which is the most beautiful idea for me. So I'm so glad she wrote that because I thought this is perfect that she wrote this because it's an example of what I'm talking about with creating a results plan, okay? So let me explain. 10 years ago in December, it was on December 20th, 2011, I self-published my very first book, my, main, my main memoir, 12 Clean Pages. And I mean... After maybe the second year, I had this idea that one day on the 10th anniversary, I was going to do something special. And I always had plans that I was going to create an audiobook and a new cover. Well, so here we hit 2021. It's the 10th year. I tell myself I have till December and I'm like, perfect. I write down for myself, I'm going to create, I'm going to get a new cover and create an audiobook. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't create the results plan. I had tangible results, new cover audiobook for that book. It wasn't a habit goal. It was a outcome-oriented goal. It was a specific result. I am going to get a new cover and an audiobook as a celebration of the anniversary of what I did not do is create. I, I, I identified the result without creating the results plan. So I never divided out, okay, when do I have to have this by in order to get it done? So at the beginning of December, I happened to mention someone, "I, I, I was going to create a new cover. And they said, well, you can still, right? You can still do that. I said, no, it takes a designer four to six weeks to create a high quality cover. So what have I done? I didn't even plan it out. And I knew that I knew that it would create, take a designer much less me updating it and communicating with that person and getting, I didn't plan it. I didn't say, okay, by June, I need to have contacted the designer by September. I need to have the the cover picked and uploaded for release in December. I didn't plan the results. And regarding the audiobook, I did not decide, oh, contact this studio, arrange an appointment at a studio by April and then start recording, finish all recording by May. You know, I, I didn't have a plan. I didn't divide it out by quarters, by months or by weeks. Now you have an indication on your right before you of how you want to do that. You have an indication of how you're going to divide it out by week, by weeks, by months or by quarters. That's good. Because you won't end up like me in December with no audiobook and no cover. Well, I'm so grateful to the Lord for waking me up at the end of November and he he said, "You know you could still do this with the audiobook. You know you forget the cover. <laughs> but you know you could still do this if you release one chapter a day on YouTube. And I was like I really could. It's not a professional audiobook. It's not available on on Audible or wherever you buy audiobooks. But it's a form of an audiobook. I'll I'll record one chapter a day and release it on YouTube. So I'm doing it. But I'll tell you so that's what Cindy's referring to that I have I'm recording me reading my first book chapter by chapter during the month of December on YouTube. So it's free. I thought the gift that I want to give the world, thank you for letting me be an author. (laughs) And my gift to you is this book free. Now, if you want a hard copy, you have to go pay for it. But if you want to listen to it audio, you get that for free. So that was my stopgap measure and a really a gift from the Lord to be able to have that idea. But I could have what I really wanted if I had created a results plan around doing this. I don't want you to wake up on December 1st. See that goal in front of you, whatever you've written on the paper? I don't want you to wake up on December 1st and be like, what? Where did the time go? I had a whole year to do this. Okay, so you've done the first big step of creating a results plan is like not taking it for granted that you can create this gigantic result out of the blue. You're gonna plan for it step by step. So now let me teach you the weekly part of it because we create a monthly belief plan, like what I'm gonna intentionally believe for 30 days at a time and journal about it, think about it, look for it in my life, all of that. Then we want to create a weekly results plan because if you don't stay on top of a weekly and if you don't plan for a weekly, it won't get done. So this concept is called hour one and hour done. I like to do hour one on Sunday nights and hour done on Friday afternoons. You can choose to do it whenever you want. It's not a hard and fast rule. It takes one hour at the beginning and one hour at the end. I personally, I am am hard and fast about this. I want Saturday to be for recreation. I want Sunday to be for recreation. My Saturday is for recreation. In other words, play, read, visit with friends, do fun things, go see something, hang out. That's what I want Saturday to be for recreation. Sunday is for recreation. That's my Sabbath. I go to church. I come home and read. Sometimes I prepare my food for the week. I'll go make a quick shopping trip. But as a single person, honestly, my shopping trip, I understand for some people, you wouldn't be like, I can't be shopping on the Sabbath. That's not restful to me. <laughs> if you're like, I'm trying to feed a family of, five, maybe a shopping trip is a big chore. For me, it's like, I'm running in and out in 45 minutes. It's one or two bags. It's nothing. So for me, it's like, it's recreation to be like, okay, this is my food for the week and I'll prepare. it. So recreation on Saturdays, recreation on Sundays, that's my time with the Lord and just allow him to help me rest, prepare for the new week. So I choose for hour one. To be somewhere around Sunday night. Sometimes I do it early, early Monday morning. An hour done is on Friday afternoons. In hour one, you set a timer on your phone. Step one, set a timer on your phone for 60 minutes. This is one hour. And then you write down your to do list for the week. When I say to do list, I mean, Everything, like you exhaust the list on the piece of paper. If you have on the list, make sure I call the air conditioner repairman. You put that on there. Make sure I call the air conditioner repairman. If you have, write fifteen hundred words because it's because it's playing into your results goal for the year. Then you write fifteen hundred words. If that was your weekly installment for the goal but you put everything else too like if your niece has a choir concert oh that's coming up this week you exhaust yourself if you're planning a weekend trip and you're going to go out for you know fourth of july to go visit your brother then you write on there need to need to go buy the things for the camping trip that we're going on with my brother's family, you write down not only the camping trip, but the things you need for the camping trip. You write everything that you need to do for the week. And then you fill the paper. Like you're not, you're not looking at anything else. You're not turning your head from side to side. You are just writing all the things you have to do, personal and professional. If again, if it's uh, if you have work, you you write down I'm going to work eight, 8 to 5 in my job, whatever it is. You write down everything the week holds. Then you take that piece of paper and you rip it out. And this is the paper piece of paper that you're working with for the next segment of time. The next segment of time you're going to be able to write down every little detail every little thing every phone call you need to make like right now i'm talking about everything i can't stress this i know that right now i need to go to the post office and check my post office box i also know i need to do something at the dmv so i mean like every little thing if you need to go get your car registered and get the new registration sticker at the dmv i mean you write down everything and even if it's like, I need to do an online thing, I'm gonna submit that car registration request, whatever online, you write it down. So every little thing, you tear it out. And now you turn to your calendar. Some of you prefer paper calendars. Some of you prefer online calendars. I I prefer online. I have a, I have a paper calendar. I have a paper agenda and I refer to it and I make, I write things on it. But the thing that I look to as my, um, North star for the week, like keep coming back to it is my Google calendar. So the next step in hour one, step one, set a timer for 60 minutes. Step two, step two, write down everything you're going to do for the week. Step three, open your calendar and and to a clean week. And then you schedule when you're going to do this stuff. Here's the thing. Most of us create a massive list thinking we're going to fit it all in somewhere. Where? Where are you going to fit them in? Imagine having a party. Like right now, let me look around my, my apartment. I've got two bar stools, I've got a couch that seats three, and I've got two chairs. So in this living area, I've got I've got seven spots for seven rear ends. Now and the plus the spot I'm sitting in right now, so that's eight. So I've got eight spots in this apartment to sit a rear end. If I decide I'm gonna have a party and invite 12 people. That's the same thing as over as, as having a list that you don't know where you're going to put it all in the calendar. I couldn't have a party that I that I invite 12 people to unless I'm like, okay, well, when they're here, what are they gonna do? Where are they gonna sit? I need to either invite fewer people or I've got to get some folding chairs or something in here. Cause they're not gonna stand for an hour and a half or two and a half hours. They're not gonna stand. I live in rooms. For, for eight rear ends, I need to invite eight people, or I got to find five more chairs if I want to have this. Well, to your party, the party of your life, a lot of us are have this massive guest list of things we want to accomplish, and we don't have that many seats. There's only so many hours in the day. And so we, we like to go to bed at a decent hour. We don't. I mean, what you did in college or what you did in high school when you were willing to stay up working on a, a project till two in the morning, likely you're not doing that now. And that would not be feasible for very long. So, but we're living like with our list of things to do, we're living like that's even possible. So with the remaining minutes of hour one, you take your list. And you say, okay, so which things on this list are non-negotiables for me? I want to do this more than anything. I, like, I, I, I want it on the list. And you put those things in the calendar. So my Google calendar that I use it has blocks of time. And it's not. Listen. They are result-oriented blocks of time. I do not write blocks of time that are vague, like writing time or errand time or cleaning time. They will be results-oriented. It will be, get the registration sticker, and I have an hour to do it. Yes or no, did I do it? In cleaning time, it will be like, Windex the bathroom, clean the toilet, mop the floor. Psh, I've got 35 minutes to do that. I've put it on the on the on the calendar. That, or you could say completely clean the living room. But no, we're not doing cleaning time anymore. We're not doing writing time anymore. It's like 2000 words. I'm from 3 To five on Tuesday, I'm writing 2,000 words. Think of the other things, like maybe go to my niece's concert. I put that on on the calendar. You put all the different things that are important to you on the list. And after you have those on there, you're like, do I have room to put all this other stuff? If so, when and where? How can I maybe do two things at once on purpose? Like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go on this errand and this errand in the same window of time. I'm going to call this person and this person back to back. And you put it on the calendar. You'll see how fast your calendar books up with the important things first. It's why it always happens that we don't get our goals done because we don't have a results plan. We say something like, this year I'm writing a 50,000 word manuscript and you're thinking it's just gonna fit somewhere when you don't have enough seats on your calendar for that guest to come to the party. Well, having a results plan each week, a weekly results plan will give you the information you need to get it done. Because when you sit down on Sunday night or on early Monday morning and you set your hour on your phone and you write down your to do list, and you're like, oh, well, good grief, I don't have time to write 1,500 words this week. No wonder I haven't been getting my book done. Because when I write everything down, I don't have time to write it. But that's where you get to have the authority that God gave you. You get to exercise the authority that God gave you. You get to say, maybe. Not all of these things have to get done. Maybe I want to put the writing goal on the calendar. Again, it's got to be very specific. And I'll tell you why in a second. It's got to be specific. It's got to be this number of words. Or something like finish chapter one in the next three hours. Very specific. Not action-related. I mean, not verbs, nouns you're not writing verbs on your calendar. You're writing nouns on your calendar. But where we go wrong is every human I know writes verbs on the calendar. Like I'm going to be doing this at this time. No. At the end of this time, what will I have created? This thing. This noun. At the end of this time, what will I have created? This noun. This thing. It's different from the verb of writing Okay. So that's where our done comes in. Our done is the partner to our one. And here's why it's necessary cuz oh by the way, after everything is off this to-do list, you never have to have another to-do list. Cuz everything that's off the piece of paper, you wad it up and throw it away. You don't look at the to-do list again. You just follow your calendar. And it's such a relief when when this actually starts working for you. It's like, wow, I don't worry about, because with a to-do list, you know what you do? I know what you do. Same thing I've always done, which is, when am I going to get to that? It's just on my mind. When am I going to get to that? What do I, I, I just got to, and you're constant. It's like, it's like this constant hum of this thing you got to do until you finally can cross it off. Well, now you know exactly when you're doing it. You're doing it Wednesday at 10 o'clock. So when your spouse says, when are you going to go do this for me? Oh, it's on the calendar Wednesday at 10 o'clock. What? Your spouse will be like, what? Well, when are you going to do this? Oh, Hey, Monday at three. (laughs) I'm telling you you'll throw some people off when they start noticing you've got it calendared. Okay. So then we get to hour done. The reason hour done is critical. You have to look at your calendar. That's the last hour of your unit of time. If you choose to do that Friday afternoons, I don't know, you might want to do it Thursday afternoon and call it a day then. You might want to do it Saturday morning with your coffee. I don't know what you want to do, but hour done is when you open your calendar and you go back through everything on the calendar. What did I do? What didn't I do and why? So sometimes you'll be like, I didn't get this done. I couldn't even get to the DMV to get my registration sticker. Like the, the line was out the door around the curb. I mean, of course, I didn't get this done in 45 minutes. Like I thought it took two hours. Well, good to know. Write it down. That threw the rest of the day off. Good to know, write it down. Next week, when you get to hour one, you might factor in driving time in your calendar. You might factor in the possibility of some longer lines when you're like, oh, now I did schedule that errand at 5.30. Chances are there's gonna be a lot more traffic at that time and lines. I don't know if I should do that. And you'll think about your schedule Or maybe you'll say, oh, I had scheduled to go for a walk. I didn't do it. I was supposed to go for a walk Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at one o'clock, and I didn't go. Why didn't I? You have a chance to get face-to-face with yourself and say, I didn't go because I didn't feel like it. Oh, really? Okay, good to know. Then it was an emotional reason. It wasn't because your knee hurt. It wasn't because you couldn't find your shoes. It wasn't because it was raining. It was because you had a feeling. Well, you know what happens? People say I want to get healthy in the new year, and they don't have the results plan of how they're going to do it. They don't. They don't even write down. I'm going to walk three times. They say things like, "I'm going to exercise three t- times a week," and they never have hour done. They never say, "Okay, well, I didn't do it. Why?" Sometimes it really is because I hurt my knee. I could not put pressure on my knee. That's why I chose not to walk. Great. Great. You didn't want to put pressure on your knee. You didn't walk three days this week. Fabulous. You like your reason. But if you're like, everything was possible, everything was in place. I just didn't want to. I didn't feel like it. Or, oh man, you went. Know the time I got carried away, I was scrolling on my phone. Or I was talking to that friend or I was watching that one extra show and you have data, you have information during our den. It's like scrolling was the thing that I didn't go walking or feeling something. I didn't want to feel what I was feeling. I didn't want to feel like, I I don't want to get out. I don't want to put on my, you have information when you come to our den. And what's so beautiful about that information? Or, I mean, I can name all kinds of scenarios where you would write something on the calendar and you weren't able to get it done. It's usually time related, like you didn't give yourself quite enough time to do it, or you overestimated how much you could do in that amount of time, or a feeling got in the way. Like, I didn't want to call that friend. I put it on my calendar. I didn't want to. Well, the thing that's so beautiful about your, your information from hour done is when you get to come, come back around two days later to hour one. And when you sit down with that new list, and by the way, when the alarm on your phone goes off, it goes off. You're done. You're done. One hour of planning this way, according to results. You either have the results on Friday or you don't. You can carry over to Monday the information like I need to add a little more time for this or you think I need to be prepared for the feeling because last week I had, I had the feeling of, of tiredness and I get to choose whether I could get up and put my shoes on even with the feeling of tiredness. I found a post-it the other day. I had written it. I I don't know when I had written this post-it, but I found a post-it that said, expect obstacle between three and five in the shape of ice cream. Expect obstacle between three and five in the shape of ice cream. So I had put that somewhere in my home. I don't know when, but I, I found it as a bookmark in a book. And I thought, see, we can expect, because of of our done, we can expect obstacles, whether your obstacle is a ice cream like mine <laughs> or whether your obstacle is like resistance of uh, the emotional kind. I don't know, but knowing, preparing yourself to say, expect the obstacle. And here's when it's going to come expect like for me with re- recording this book. Okay. You know what my obstacle is? ironed clothes, ironed clothes. I, I actually want to record three chapters at a time and just upload them to YouTube. But, but I can't run and go throw on another outfit easily because my clothes are already ironed. I have to like do it. So I'm, I'm like, ah, just record the one in the outfit I'm wearing. And then that's call it a day. I'm not going to record two or three, like, which would be smart because I have an obstacle. If I created a result plan about, okay, I got a schedule on my calendar, 30 minutes of ironing. I'm just going to iron these clothes and hang them all up. And so I'm already, I'm all, they're hanging up. They're just wrinkled. So if I hang them up ironed. I'm more likely, but here I am. I'm every week. I'm thinking I'm going to get all these recordings made But I'm not thinking in advance of like, if I want all the recordings made, I have to have the clothes ironed first. And if I'm going to have the clothes ironed, I got to put it on the calendar because I'm not going to think of it in the moment. Okay, so that's what a result plan is. And we need to make one every week. And you can pick it up and do it anytime you want. You can start right now. There is nothing magical about January 1st. It's magical thinking to think that something happens on January 1st. It's going to change you. Nothing happens. You could start right now. You could decide. I'm going to start practicing hour one and hour done right now. Like maybe I really want to measure my goal from January 1st, but I'm not going to just start all these new things. I'm going to start practicing hour one and hour done right now and just start getting data on myself. Oh, Expect the obstacle of tiredness between 3 and 4 p.m. Oh, expect the obstacle of wanting to go get fast food between 12 and 1. Like you start knowing yourself and being aware of yourself when you practice a weekly result plan. Then that's what these coaching calls are for. You'll be able to bring to me, hey, I want to talk about this. I wrote on my calendar for the last three Wednesdays that I was going to do this, and then I didn't. I want to know what to do. And that's when I get to coach you. But Right now, a lot of people don't have any data on themselves because they're not doing Hour done, where it's like, oh, what did I not accomplish and why? But you could actually bring it to me for coaching when you have information. Obstacle eating and drinking unhealthy things. Answer do not buy them or have them in your house. Yeah, for sure. That's one. Op- There's one option when you know what your obstacle is. Of course, what I know about myself is if I don't have the unhealthy thing in my house, I, in the moment, I will get in my car and run out and get it. If I plan ahead of time that, oh, I'm not, I'm just not going to have chips in here. I'll be like, oh man, I just need chips to make this, this meal. I mean, how how can you have chili without Fritos? I got to go get some <laughs> and I'll do it. But I do it because I don't plan a specific result and then have the wrap up on Friday where I'm like, okay, so here's what, here's the information. Here's the information that I'm telling you. You are a pilot. You have a prefrontal cortex that activates. This is scientific. Okay. Scientifically proven that your prefrontal cortex activates in planning mode. So this hour one that I'm asking you to do this result this weekly results plan like what results will I create this week? That is entirely done by your prefrontal cortex. That is what makes you different from an animal. Besides the fact that you have the Holy Spirit and you're a spiritual being, also you have this planning tool right here, your prefrontal cortex. When when squirrels put nuts aside for the winter, they are not planning, they are instinctually doing that. That's different. When, when you know, Proverbs says, consider the ant you sluggard. It, t- <laughs> it, t- it plans for the summer, but it's actually not planning. It's not thinking through, oh, I've noticed that every summer. No, it's re- reacting instinctively. But we as human beings, we have this prefrontal cortex that we can plan when you plan on hour one, then you get to see, aha. So this is future oriented. The limbic system is immediately oriented. It's now oriented. So you have future oriented and present oriented. So here's the thing, future oriented says, don't have unhealthy foods in your house. Your pilot is like, I know where we're going. Here's the flight plan. I know where we're going. Don't buy the ice cream. And in the moment, because it's now oriented, your limbic system cannot consider the future. Your limbic system cannot conceive of the future. It's only now, 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 now. So I'm like, oh, I need some ice cream. And I'm like, where can I get it now? I'm going to get in my car. I have a Sonic gift card. I'm getting in my car. Let's go. And that's what I will do unless I'm like, ah, allow any emotion. It's okay to want something and not have it. It's okay to feel like I need ice cream right now. My pilot, my prefrontal cortex said, no, 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 dear. That's not where we're going. That's not the flight plan. I'm like, if I'm, if I can allow myself to want ice cream without having, if I can allow myself to feel tired on a walk and still go, if I can allow myself to not want to turn off the TV and write, if I can allow myself to feel confusion when I sit down and write, if I can allow myself to feel overwhelmed when I sit down to write, if I can allow myself to feel any emotion, that's how it happens. So, the belief plan. What do you need to believe in January in order to know that you have this book to write? You work on it for 30 days. I'm going to believe this on purpose. I'm going to believe that there's a woman out there who needs to read this. I'm going to believe that um, this is something that will feel better for me. Like I'm going to believe that God has given me a calling to write this book. You can believe whatever you want, but you work on that for 30 days. Monthly belief plan. Then weekly results plan. This is the flight plan. This is where I'm going. I plan it ahead of time using this part of my brain that considers the future. And then I carry it out and I'm willing to allow any emotion that I feel in the present. Cause you know, there will be emotions that come up in the present. Absolutely. There will be emotions that come up in the present because your limbic system, makes sure of it. But the difference is When you sit down with hour one and hour done, you're like, oh, I see my patterns. I see what my limbic system throws at me in the present moment. And I can be like, that's okay. It's totally okay. It's totally okay that you feel uncomfortable right now wanting ice cream. It's totally okay that you feel uncomfortable now not wanting to clean the toilet. It's totally okay that you feel uncomfortable right now not wanting to go for a walk or do the workout. It feels okay. It's totally okay that you don't want to call your mother, but you're going to do it because the future requires it. If you want the result that's in the future, this is the path to get there. This is the flight plan. Call your mother. I'm just giving you examples. So I hope this was (laughs) Um, a beneficial idea. I want to give you the grace and the freedom to make mistakes with it as you implement it. For a lot of people, like actually writing down everything and putting it, schedule it on the calendar feels excessive, feels unnecessary, feels restrictive. You're still the master of your calendar. God gave you the authority. So you get to change whatever you want. And you can decide how you're going to handle that. Maybe you want to review it the night before and make adjustments every night before. I don't know. But having a weekly results plan yields to a yearly result. The Bible says little by little things grow little by little. So I would love to see right now, not right now. But I would love to see, first of all, since we talked about the belief plan, the results plan, and allowing any emotion, if you want to jog on over to Facebook and tell me what your, in the Keep Writing course page, tell me what your belief plan is for the month of December. What are you working on? And if it's, here it is, December 6th, and you're like, "Um, well, I actually, I meant to believe something on purpose, but I'm not. I forgot shame. That's not part of the game. Get over there to Facebook and be like, okay, I got three more weeks to believe something on purpose. I'm still working on, I can be efficient. God wants me to be efficient. I can be efficient. It's a skill I can learn. Efficiency is fun. Efficiency makes things possible. I can can do it. That's still mine. So jump on over to Facebook and tell me what you're believing on purpose, and then start practicing your weekly results plan fueled by that belief. Because the only reason that you would ever create a results plan is if you believed it mattered. And then you can't allow any emotion. You just allow them because you believe that you're called to it. You believe that there's a reader waiting for you. You believe that you have what it takes to get it done. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Hey there. Did you know that your vocation is what you're paid to do, but your calling is what you're made to do? If you're ready to step into that calling, then let's go. God is advancing the kingdom through Christian books. He's given everyone a spiritual gift. And it may be that one way you can exercise your spiritual gift of prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving organization, or mercy is by writing a book that will bless other believers and go places that you can't go yourself. If you don't know how to write a book, put yourself under the mentoring of an experienced Christian author who will pray for and guide you. That's me. Enroll in the Keep Writing course today. It's an all-in-one online experience that I've created that will take you from page one to page done. Inside the course, I offer step-by-step video lessons and weekly live group coaching from a biblical perspective. I support you through the whole process of writing, publishing, and marketing your amazing book. Together, we solve any problem you face in the name of Jesus. There's simply nothing like this anywhere. Make a meaningful move for your writing career. Go to nikamaples.com forward slash courses and let the future begin.